Hi, this is Nithya Raman, and you're listening to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Hunk with Mike Bridenstine is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mike knows, like, so, like the biggest names in comedy. Dude, you got to see this guy's fucking show list. He, like, has, like, the biggest names on, uh, in comedy on his, on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. And this is what the show's about, Nick. That we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends. <laughs> Obama is the actual devil. Crocodile Dundee was cool. Yeah! Welcome to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Mike Bridenstine, shout out Rick Gonzalez, shout out Bad Planet, shout out Jared Barr, shout out None Taken Podcast, shout out No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm switching things up this week. About an hour from now, we're going to do the world's greatest panel. This week with Lizzie Cooperman, Danny Jollis, Rojo Perez, Ryan Singer, and Steph Tolev. That's a good fucking group. But man, the feedback from last week's episode with Mia, Akeem, Mike, and Chris was pretty interesting. A few of the listeners I hear from regularly said it was the best episode I've ever done. My guy Joel posted on the Facebook group, if people aren't on the Patreon, this week's panel is worth every penny. Brilliant chemistry this week. So at some point, I gotta figure out what we write. (laughs) Thank you for all of your feedback. It was magic in a bottle. I don't know what to say. For right now, it's about time that we had a visit from the bad boy of the left, Richie Serjanko. You know I'm right. It's been too long. Bonafide hunk, Richie Serjanko. He just turned 30. He's a grown-ass man. He was here on episode 100. I wanted to check back in with him. If for some reason you're not familiar, Richie's an organizer with Sunrise Movement LA and the People City Council. He's also on the front lines for Black Lives Matter. He's out there on the front lines trying to prevent mass arrests and mass sweeps of the unhoused at Echo Park Lake. He's basically one of the real scary anti-fascists that your uncle screams about. Our conversation was before the Derek Chauvin verdict. And yes, since we've spoken, Richie has been arrested. He's fine. But without further ado, here's friend of the show... Richie Serjenko. Go ahead and hit subscribe. I wanted you on episode 112 because of Peaches and Cream. Damn, that, w- that would have been good. And we missed uh, 311 Day, but that was, <laughs> that was we, we texted about it. That was funny. It is, it is what it is. It's, it's a stupid-ass fucking band. Why would I know who they are? So it's like, either like a one-hit wonder, like they're... Oh, no, they had plenty of hits, man. I don't know. And... Anyways, plenty they, of hits. Have, do you know who they are now? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I guess like people have played that song enough that <laughs> I they're like, oh, this is three eleven. Uh, remember that? So I have I have heard it, you know, a few times. But uh, will I seek out to listen to them? No. Uh, what do you? Since you haven't been here in January, and I think before that, maybe even like a little bit of time before that. So I don't know where we need to catch up with kind of like your um, the act, your actions. and But can I ask you um, an abolishing the police question to start? Yeah, let's talk about it. So you should ask me as many questions, then we can catch up. Okay. Ask me everything you want. Anything. Obviously, right now, shit is pretty 
wild with all of the police stuff going on. I want to talk about Echo Park Lake. I want to talk about the thing that, I mean, we were dealing with like the Derek Chauvin trial, a lot of different police uh, shootings and, and that sort of things are going on. That's kind of in the wheelhouse of like what you deal with. But I want to start with a hard one though. Yeah. What should replace the police? What should replace the police? I mean, a lot of things. So this question has like been struggled with by abolitionists for a long time. Right. And so, you know, I, I have, you know, over the past few years, uh, done more research on it. Right. And when the question being phrased as how do we replace the police is a little slanted because that's the assumption that we somehow need the police like that, that the, the policing system as it currently exists needs to be uh, replaced with something as in its own form in that same form. Right. But you know, abolishing the police means, you know, in, in Los Angeles, we spent $3 billion on the police. We, in Garcetti's upcoming budget, which he's releasing right now at 515, and he's going to spend $700 million on, uh, you know, homelessness in, in, in Los Angeles. And then, like, we, we you know, we have underfunded education, underfunded mental health services. So, you know, when someone has a mental health episode, especially now, and then there, there's so many different layers to it. So, okay, so let me ask you this. If we defund the police, the funding would potentially go to things that would ease, quote-unquote, crime. Well, we know, we know, like, it's a basic understanding that crime goes up when peer, when people's material needs are not met. Right. That's just, like, a basic understanding. And then there's also tons of studies done that show when you give people housing and when you give people money, when you literally give people cash, right. their, their, their life, uh, their well-being goes up. And so that is like the premise that abolitionists work off of, that you know there are ways to ease crime, quote-unquote crime, but crime is also... Uh, uh, manufactured by our our systems, right? Like by our policing system and our criminal justice system, uh, they create the quote-unquote crime. Meaning for quotas or what are you saying? Well, for, for a variety of things like... Oh, like the air, uh, the air freshener, the pretense uh, to pull people over for... Yes, okay. exactly. But like also like in Los Angeles, they've attempted to criminalize homelessness and, and being poor by saying that you can't sleep, sit on a sidewalk during like daytime hours. And so they are creating quote unquote crime right. for quotas or fucking being cruel to poor people uh, because, you know, the police are fucking the muscle of capital. So it's like all of these different things that crime is manufactured by the state. And, and like when then... Also, let's not pretend that the 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 police aren't criminals themselves. Like, uh, you know, so far in 2021, the police LAPD has shot 14 people. Uh, that's that is a lot. In 2021. In, in, in 2021, 14 people. 
since George Floyd's death, uh, the sheriffs have killed 19 people. And so it's like, these are fucking killers, right? And some of them still have jobs. Some of them are still out on the street. Uh, police also, like 40% of cops are domestic abusers. So it's not like the police are the arbiters of good and bad. There's substantially uh, uh, plenty of, of uh, criminals within that system. In Los Angeles, in the sheriff's department, there's 18 active sheriff's deputy gangs. So and I remember you uh, telling me this, and I was just like, what is he talking about? And then I read about it, and I was like, holy fucking shit, man. Yeah. The bandidos no, and all that shit? Allegedly. No, this, uh, you know, all proven fact by Cerise Castle's uh, reporting in Knock L.A. Uh, and, and funny enough, there was a town hall today that the sheriff and Chief Michael Moore uh, hosted and Cerise. And so the sheriff had actually been docking Cerise for the, you know, the entirety of her, her uh, investigation. And she was able to get through and ask him a question and say, you know, about the deputy gangs. And he responded by saying, uh, you know, uh, that he's recommending people sue Cerise uh, because she is trying to, like, sell, a, you know, titles or sell a book, you know, despite everything in her reporting is, like, actually just based on facts and, like, formal, uh, like, court proceedings. I would love, love for the, you know, the sheriffs to sue Cerise and open themselves up for discovery about all items in their fucking documents relating to sheriff's gangs. They would never do that. Right. They're, the, 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 everything that she reported on is, was, is factual and truthful, and they have records of it. But they, if they sue, they leave themselves open for uh, discovery. But also, on that same call today, uh, he said that... Uh, you know, I was in the chat. I had my hand raised. They did not call on me. Um, and Villanueva said, um, despite there being 15 minutes, you know, he wanted to acknowledge someone who was, quote unquote, jumping up and down to ask a question. Uh, but was not. But I was not called on because uh, I wasn't involved with what the sheriff called a, quote unquote, doxing event. And then he went on to say, you know who you are. So he didn't call on me today during this town hall because uh, he thinks that I doxed him, which is which is not true. Have you had any personal issues with police since you've been so actively um, saying stuff like that? Well, besides the time that they tried to plant those 21 parking tickets on my car, despite my car not being in the, that spot. That's what that was. That? I remember you saying that, but like, I was kind of like, uh, I don't No, So they, so oh, I, I was... had this wrong. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell me. My this. car was parked somewhere and, uh, it's provable fact. I was not in my car because my foot got ran over doing traffic control that day. So during that time, LAPD gave me 21 tickets saying my <coughs> car was in an area that it was not. Um, and it's easily provable, provably false because my foot was ran over because I was um, on foot doing traffic control for BLM protests. Since I never received a physical ticket, when I went to go check online, since there had been so much time that had, had gone by, uh, they all went to the maximum maximum amount since uh, the city tax on late fees. So I had about 20 tickets at like $320. Yeah, 
Each? Each. Each. Yes. Utterly ridiculous. So they were like, fuck this kid, and they gave you, what, $6,000 in tickets? Yes. Yes. It was fucking ridiculous. LAPD. Uh, Did you get that that taken care of? Yeah, my lawyer took care of it because fucking absolutely idiotic to think that they could just fucking tag my car like that. Being in a place that I wasn't in. And I have receipts paying for the fucking parking lot. Uh, and, yeah, just just r- ridiculous. Is that a known tactic or is that a, them getting creative with you? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm sure they, they've done it to a bunch of people. I know, I know they had, they actually did do it to one other person, uh, who was in their car that day, who was doing like, who was driving behind the protest, but my, my fucking car wasn't there. So, uh, but yeah, no, they, they, they mess with all of us in different ways. We can, we can go in, I'll I'll just explain it when we talk about Echo Park, because, there, there's so many different segments of, of uh, Echo Park that there were 100 or so uh, unhoused people living in a community along along the lake there. And you guys got wind of them about to about of the city about to do like a mass clearing. They were because the people were allowed to stay yeah. there for like a year on like unbothered by the police. We set this up and it kind of explained the yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, in Echo Park, uh, there was a community uh, of residents living in the park uh, and they created like an, an autonomous uh, community there where they had like a kitchen, a garden, a shower. And so this this was like a, a thriving community that, that helps people um, and, you know, unhoused on, on people in the area knew they could go to Echo Park to to get help. Um, and there is like a variety of things that the city can do, but they don't. And, you know, we have we have a housing crisis in, in Los Angeles and, you know, housing a housing crisis means there is no permanent housing for people we need and we need to get people into permanent housing and not temporary housing like shelters or, or, or the, these mini homes and things like that, that are being offered to unhoused people, because if they go to a shelter, they can't even be there during the day. But then also what the city does is they criminalize being in the area. Like if you, like if people want to like sit on the sidewalk, uh, or, or lay on the sidewalk or, or around a shelter, they are criminal like they they are criminalized from doing so. They're called SECZ zones, sex sex zones. And so like these are just like not great experience for people living on the streets. And the, the city has not done a good job. And we also to deal with homelessness in Los Angeles, we often call the police on, on, on unhoused people, which is like, you know, unhoused people have, have horrible experiences with, with the police. And so what the city does is they, they sweep uh, areas, which is just essentially meant to displace unhoused people living in a certain spot. They make them get all their stuff so they can uh, they have like 15 minutes to, to pack up all, all of their belongings and, and get out of the way so the city can can sweep area which basically just means throw away any stuff that these people can't take with them which is 
they are on house and that's all that is literally what they have and where they're living so anyways dirt so that's like the background of what the city does and then uh for echo park uh mitchell farrell has been like trying to mitchell uh, farrell is the city council member for at the area yes cd13 mitchell farrell is the council member and you know he he is listening to the nimbies the you know now in my not in my backyard folks the the white wealthy homeowners um and he he wants to quote unquote beautify the the park and basically saying that you know poor people living in the park you know make makes the park unattractive despite the fact that the park is actually a public space and people living there, if there's a housing crisis, uh, it's be, it's actually for public use. Right. And so that's the most basic premise, uh, that a public park was being used for, for public use, but it was not appeasing the wealthy white homeowners in the area. So Mitchell Farrell wanted to figure out a way to get rid of the homeless. Wait, so a park ostensibly it's, should be 100% legal for anyone to live in there if it's public space. Well, I mean, it's, pu- it's, it's public space. Right. And I mean, why, what if, if it's being used for people that live in the community uh, and, and so it just, why, why police it? Because those, those people are stakeholders. Those are community members. And so, and then that's also just looking at the issue being like so singular, right? Like, uh, in, in, in it not being a wider issue of there being a housing crisis, forcing people right. to, to find space in, in the, in the public park. And so, yeah, sure. Like the, the public park is available for anyone, the pub, if community members and, those those unhoused people that live there are residents of the community and and they but elected officials don't want to hear what they have to say um elected officials listen to the white property owners in their district not the poor people that you know are saying hey like what you're offering us is inadequate and uh you're criminalizing us and you know we need like help and you're just not providing there are people who are just struggling to pay rent in Los Angeles. And, you know, they are one thing away from potentially living on the streets. And so that's why there's, you know, we have 40,000 unhoused people living in in the city of Los Angeles, 60,000 in the county of Los Angeles. You know, these are, are, are people who, who have not had, you know, good luck thing, bad, bad breaks. And then we don't have shit to fucking uh, uh, support them. And we spend all of our money on the fucking cops. So uh, we, we force cops into doing things that are, are jobs that are meant for, for other people. How tied are those two things together? Like uh, homelessness and the police budget? They're directly tied. The police budget is directly tied to to pretty much underfunding all other departments because let's say for housing, right? LAP, the city actually spent over a million dollars on what happened in Echo Park on uh, those two nights, spe- sending cops to Echo Park on Wednesday. And okay, Thursday. yeah, let's do let's do this part. The, the city spent a million dollars sending cops into Echo Park on for two nights. Imagine if we spent a million dollars on housing people, 
like instead of just criminalizing how much did you say a, um, over a million dollars dude wait till you hear the fucking shit in in echo park a lot of things are related to the police budget so let's take transportation for for a second it, we we spend like 90 like i forget the number but like maybe 90 million on the police to police transit i mean it's essentially so, man, the military budget for a town or a city yeah yeah i don't know if you saw what uh we posted the other day uh is in uh, the aggregate of all of the uh uh police departments in america if you count it all together we would have it would be the third largest military force in the world so it goes u.s military china u.s police damn so we must really we, hate our own citizens man we fucking do we do and you know that's really people say the cruelty is the point and it's kind of true like why why do we spend so much money on putting police on transit instead of just offering transit to be free why do we spend so much money on uh having the police brutally evict uh, uh poor people living in a park rather than uh trying to provide housing uh, permanent housing solutions for people who don't have housing so what happened at Echo Park? Yeah, so Echo Park, uh, you know, we were we have been getting, you know, hints of, you know, potentially the park was going to close and potentially, uh, you know, they were going to sweep the residents of the park. But the city was was be wasn't confirming anything. Mitchell Farrell wasn't c confirming anything. And he did an interview, like, uh, I think, like, on Tuesday. Yeah. And he was being, like, really, he denied really, it. really vague. Yeah, he basically denied it. He was like, the people, the the public will know when uh, the park is closed, when, when, when they know. Uh, and he was just, like, he wasn't given any details. And literally, I think the only reason we found out that the park was closing on Wednesday was that uh, journalist, uh, reporter Alyssa Walker, uh had like called the duck boats uh try or tried to make a uh, uh an appointment okay uh, so they got swan boats and swan boats, at swan uh boats. at echo park so people can do little paddle boats by the fountain and everything yeah so i Alyssa attempted to make a uh, a reservation at the swan boats and uh and she couldn't and she called and and they were like oh yeah no the park is going to be closed but Mitch in the city hadn't confirmed that. Oh, that and is genius. 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 And so once we saw that, I was, you know, I think a bunch of other people as well were like, oh, shit, like they they're going to do it tonight. How did you fucking get like bringing in the fencing? Well, this just goes back to how poorly planned and how uh, unsavvy. The elected officials and the police in the city are. I just think Once, you guys are get you guys are just getting better. We yeah no we are better than them uh, obviously, uh, but you know as soon as as soon as we heard um, we were started getting a feeling that it was going to happen, and then people started uh, people were sending us pictures that there were hella police staged. Uh, remember, I sent you the picture right by right spots? by Dodger Stadium. Yeah, right by I think that's by the academy. Yeah, the police academy or by. And you're yeah. like, isn't that the police academy? I was like, yeah, bro, but they're just meeting fit. Like they're that's the meetup spot. Yeah. And so, 
we people are sending us pictures of hundreds of cops coming in from all around the city. So we get those pictures. And then obviously, you know, like we are all fucking aware of what's going on now. And the city is still being very vague. And so our, you know, our tweet about posting about the cops staging at the academy starts to blow up. And then so people are going in the area, like driving that area to see what's going on. And then the, and then we see trucks uh, with the fences coming in uh, to fence off the park, which the city hadn't confirmed that they were doing yet. But someone sent us the picture of them driving in the fencing. And so we posted that and then that started to blow up. And basically, you know, we, the Streetwatch LA, Ground Game, uh, LA Can put out a call to like everyone get down to Echo Park and once we started posting all of this shit, everyone was like, oh, shit, it's actually going down. This and is, so can I ask a dumb question? Did they just wanted yeah. they wanted to do all of that shit in the middle of the night, have no one notice and then have yes. and then have yes. plausible deniability and be like, we yes. don't we didn't know Dude, that they were doing. They this. wanted to sweep and raid the park in the middle of the night. Like that's fucked up. Are, no, no, bro. Think about it. If we didn't fucking track them like this, they would have swept the park and raided the park and, and got hundreds of people that were living in the park violent, violently. Got, what were they doing in the middle of the night? Why were they going to do it in the middle of the night? Why were they staging like that? And so, yeah, that was their fucking plan the entire time. And so we, you know, there was a call put out on Wednesday night and Wednesday night was dope, man. Like people fucking held the line and you know, there were a lot of cops that showed up. Uh, one person had their arm broken that night. You know, we, I got hit by, by a baton. We all, I think like everyone standing there got hit and we got pushed and all that stuff, but we held the fucking line uh, versus the cops on Wednesday night. And uh, the re and it got called off because it w it was national. Like we, like we were like, I, when I was tweeting, I was like, you all need to blow this story up. Mitchell Farrell sent the cops into Echo Park to raid it in the middle of the night, and they have fucking their less lethal and riot riot gear on. And then Nithia showed up, and you know there must have been hella hella calls coming into Garcetti and more. And the cops and you know the cops were called off that night. And so, you know, and then but then they turned it into a 24-hour fucking open-air prison, saying that people couldn't come in and out of the park. Uh, you know, if you stayed in the park, they fenced around left, you... the park and the and let yeah. the tents and everything stay inside. So it was like yes, fucking yes. Gaza Strip. Yes, yes, yes. They they started and literally, bro. As we were standing off with the cops on one side of the park, they started to erect the fencing on the other side of the park. Literally at the same time, at the same time, while we're standing off with the cops on the other side of the lake, the fencing is going up, and so. That was wild. That was wild. That was Wednesday night. And we all, you know, we're, we're dealing with it. But, you know, if you've been doing this as long, like, it, just like, I haven't even been doing it for a long time. But I, knowing what the cops do after, you know, they get a little tease, like, they, they, always, they always escalate. They always escalate. So they weren't able to fucking beat all of our asses on Wednesday night. They weren't. They only hit a few people. They broke one arm, no arrests, or maybe one arrest. One one person was arrested, but they didn't get to do what they wanted to do. And so, I knew what was going down on Thursday night. Like, and then and then it was confirmed on Thursday night when I showed up 
I, I had a feeling about what was going to go down because hundreds of cops came to Echo Park on Wednesday night. They didn't get to beat us up. They didn't get to do their thing. So on Thursday night, I had an idea. But then when I arrived on Thursday, literally, bro, it was a military occupation of Echo Park. Hundreds of cops, like 500 cops in the, in the neighborhood of Echo Park, shutting down blocks of Echo Park. And they were already in riot gear and they already had the less lethal guns on them. And since I knew what they were doing when I got there, I made sure to film all of the different locations that they were in and staging in. So I was like, oh, there's 50 cops over here. And then there's 100 cops over here. And then there's 100 cops over here. And they all had fucking guns and riot gear on them for a vigil. At 5.30 p.m. for a vigil, they shut down the fucking uh, neighborhood of Echo Park. That's what they, so and so that was just like how they showed up, and then what are we talking like? Uh, were they on Sunset? Yeah, yeah, Sunset and Lemoyne, like that. That was one. They were in a, right on Sunset, and then on the side streets. So right by Massa. No, right, that... yeah, right by Mitch's office too. Got it. Okay. Wednesday, I arrive at eight thirty, and the cops say you can't come in. And like after a few minutes, I uh, you know I was just getting pissed. I draw. I Kate was came from, with a you know a whole thing of water. I put it down. I call my lawyer, Colleen Flynn, who's a board of directors of National Lawyers Guild in L.A. And I put her on speaker. I'm like, hey, Colleen, like you're a First Amendment expert. These police officers are not letting us into the park despite it being open, and they're not telling us why. And she was like, well, what's their justification? What are they saying? And you know, they're silent. Five seconds later, okay, you guys can come in. These fucking assholes were, like, trying to fucking bully us and, and lie to us, because that's all the cops do, and try to not let us in the park. And uh, they're fucking they're fucking stupid. They're just, like, you know, you you, you meatheads. Uh, just let let the, the people figure it out. And, you know, call, once Colleen got it, they were like, okay, you can come in. Because Colleen sues LAPD all the time. So anyway, that's that's Wednesday. Thursday, I arrived, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I see them staging. There were fucking buses there for, for mass arrests already. Like, you know. And then I hear them around like 6.30 be like, okay, we need more cops over here. Mind you, the location where they called for more cops was at the end of a street, a, a dark street, a, a small side street. And there were already 110 cops there. And they called for more cops there. So basically think about like Park and Lemoyne. So not on Sunset. It's, you know, down down by the... By the park. church side. Yeah, I got it. By the, okay, yeah, so, so there's this... Uh, if, you, if you don't know this park, it's a beautiful park. There's a mega... A historic mega church right across the street from it. And picture, picture yourself... At a birthday cake looking mega church. End of a dark alley, bro. That's all it's all you have to uh that's all like end of a dark street right in front of the park, like no street lights, no anything. They were waiting for nightfall again, again, just like Wednesday night. The funny thing is, like I caught them staging on, on these two side streets and what? then Staging so staging just means uh getting ready or yeah, yeah, just like fucking uh, doing their fu- their fucking wannabe military. They're like they think they're running a military occupation. 
location. They're doing so some lar- they're LARPing, staging... some military LARPing. Yeah, for sure. And they're staging the area for mass arrest. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying trying to stage where they could they could pin us. And it's the same thing that happened with George, like in the George Floyd protest, where they the police try to kettle, they try to make mass arrest, they try to incur, you know, they, it's basically to to silence public dissent. Um, and because most of the time these fucking charges don't even get fucking filed on by the city attorney. So basically, these arrests are just made you know, to fucking tag people and, and make them afraid from coming out in the streets again. But so they were preparing for that on Thursday night. They call for more backup at the end of a dark street. You know, then nightfall comes and the cops start moving in a different, in a, like they start preparing, like they're going to start moving in on people. And so, you know, they were at the end of a, a dark street and some people have flashlights and, you know, were shining, uh, you know, just to see what was going on because the night before they had attacked us in the middle of the night. And so people brought flashlights to see what was going on. And LAPD actually is now then subsequently claimed that they called an unlawful assembly because of the flashlights, which is ridiculous because they have flashlights and they shine it in people's faces all the time. They so again. They were just looking for an excuse because they had a plan that they wanted to carry out that night. And the reason why they were upset about the flashlights is because we caught it all on camera with the light on them. They were they were mad about it because they were not going to get away with it in the middle of the night. And they 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 can keep, you know, like the officials can keep sending them out in force. The police can can continue to come out in force. But they are going to make themselves fucking look stupid and help further our case to defund the police every time they think they can police protest. They wanted to attack us in the middle of the night the at dark. the end of a dark street. Dude, imagine if there were just like, remember, we were like, oh, you were like, oh, so if people didn't find out they were going to come raid the park in the middle of the night. Yeah. So Thursday night. Oh, so they were fucking calling in hundreds of cops to the end of a dark street just to stand there? No. What were they going to do, bro? What were they going to do in riot gear and less lethal at the end of a dark street? They were fucking planning to fucking come in on us the entire goddamn time. So the fucking... So they have a meeting on Thursday morning, and they're like, well, what went wrong? And they're like, they found out about us. And they're like, did you try to go where there's no lights? Yeah. Good yeah, God. that's 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 probably what they wanted to do. Um, and then they called a dispersal order. They they charged an attack a little bit, but then, you know, things calmed down for a second. And protesters actually make it about 50 feet away from where the line of cops, where the dispersal order was called. And then suddenly coming, charging down the alleyway uh, where they subsequently uh uh, tackle an innocent bystander named Becca Stamp and give her a concussion. Uh, she was just, uh, she was literally, she lives in the neighborhood and she was just seeing what was going on. She was in the alley. She was not participating in the protest and the cops ran her over uh, and gave her a concussion that night. Holy shit. So these fucking assholes. Uh, but as the, as the protesters are backing up, we make it about 50 feet from the cops and then suddenly these other lines of cop come running behind us and split the fucking crowd backing up. And so they pinned hella protesters so they can make mass arrests. 
I was fortunate to get away from uh, from the cops coming down the alley. Uh, I, you know, for a variety, like I was just fortunate that that happened. Um, but they didn't want us to leave. They wanted to make mass arrests, and then that, that's what they planned for the entire the entire time. But not only did was that happening where I was, Mike, on sunset, another group of protesters was being kettled by LAPD. Will you explain what kettling is one more time? I'm sorry. Kettling is when the cops try to basically pin you in a spot that you can't, like you're surrounded by the cops because, you know, usually you're either facing off with cops or you're, you know, they're trailing you or something, but if they can surround you, then you can't go anywhere. They make a mass arrest. They'll beat your ass, like all, all that stuff. Yeah. And so that's what kettling means. So not so not only were they kettling protesters in the spot that I was, they were kettling protesters on Sunset, where a bunch of my friends were. So PCC is posting us getting kettled in one spot. People City and then Council. People City Council is posting in one spot, and then other groups like uh, K Town for All and LA Can are posting that they're getting kettled in a different spot that night. So like literally, Mike, there were like 500 cops in Echo Bark that night, and they just wanted to intimidate people showing up for a vigil. Well, what is this? What is the state of Echo Park now? It's closed off to the public, and it's going to be closed off uh, for however long. Are there people uh, in there, or they got people out of no. there? No. Yeah, yeah, people... There were only two unhoused folks that that stayed and eventually just got arrested um, because they didn't they didn't want to leave. But, you know, Mitchell Farrell uh, lied about this the entire time and, you know, made a mistake by just thinking that he could get away with this, but also get away with it in a way where he could just blatantly lie and gaslight and and talk about talk about things in a way that they didn't really happen and he's trying to like protect his public image but it's like dude we all can see what is the, the facts here what are the facts here the the basic premises that like people need permanent supportive housing like we need to get people into actual housing but there's an issue in Los Angeles that we've created like this inflated market due to whatever corrupt politicians and developers and and, and uh, there not being uh, any rent like rent control on older buildings and like people trying to you know with uh, illegal evictions so there's this whole fucking uh, 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 economy uh, of that are that creates the crisis right like they like it's not just like one easy fix like there are so many different factors but if we invest in getting people into housing and we invest in like because because there's a quote-unquote shortage of housing but there are hella empty hotel rooms and there are hella empty hotels and there are hella fucking empty apartment buildings like there are places people can live but due to fucking the way things are set up in los angeles uh you know landlords are able to sit on empty it's just a, a variety of things that, that need to change is there any, do you know of anything that's like proven anywhere to work like in another country or something because like i thought about the hotel thing because i and then i watched um that documentary about the cecil hotel downtown yep yeah and it's just like 
uh, how do you prevent that from happening at this like in this like turnkey operation turnkey thing? Well, that's the that's because that hotel is currently existing in the city that it is. Right. Yeah. The, the, in the in the way in the way that the currently the, the city is current currently spends its money. Because if we change our priorities where, you know, we invest in housing, we invest in mental health services, we invest in in drug programs, like things start to change. Like it's a whole systematic thing again. Like, you know, it's not just like a one one size fix all. But I think that uh, there are there there are definitely ways and there are definitely plenty of other examples, literally. There are fucking studies out there that show if you give people money and give them housing, their life gets better and they and they can stay in the housing and they and they their life drastically improves. That's literally like there's the a, simplest fucking thing. Yeah, there's a book or something called Just Give People Money. <laughs> that's that's it. But we wanna act like it's like some some like hard, tough choice that we must ponder forever. No, it's like but we live in a fucking world of, of racial capitalism where, uh, uh, you know, we prioritize the opinions of rich, rich white people. I'm trying to become one of them. It's going to uh, take me a while, but it's you know. rich white people. Yeah. yeah. You got you're 40. So keep keep working. I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen. We're all going to be fucking million. You're you can be a millionaire if you just work hard enough. So if we end the war on drugs, help with poverty and give people mental health. Like, I don't know. Like people get freaked out by defund the police. Um, well, but not like defund the schools, (laughs) you know, like who, who gets, who gets freaked out by defund the police, man. If you watch TV, there's always somebody be like, Democrats are fucking themselves by saying, sure. That's, that's people on TV. Right, and I get that there's a certain level of like neoliberal centrist garbage people that get in that position in the first place. But then, but then, but then, if you look at you know the twenty seven thousand people that took the People's Budget LA sur- survey last year, right, and ninety eight percent of those people wanted to defund the police. How popular is it? Like, what is it? it it's pretty. It's actually pretty popular. If you look at the Loyola Marymount study recently done, let me let me pull up the actual numbers here, and it's like. One, you have to remember that, like, things are just because we believe in things and things that will actually help us doesn't mean that they're always will be popular or favorable. I get that. So even, but that helps, and, like, uh, it helps. So here, know, here like, it what is. is that? Uh, people that support uh, redirecting some money currently going to the police budget to local programs, 62%. So 62% of people support, you know, the idea of defunding the police. And then the, the next question is proposals to defund the police, 47%. This is for Los Angeles. Uh, so so the oh, act of doing, it's just the verbiage. There's that, another one. It's the verb. Okay. One. Yes. Yes. But then the last one is uh, proposals to completely dismantle police departments and give more financial support to local programs is 37%. So that's basically like an abolitionist question, and thirty-seven percent support that. That feels higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, abolition. Yeah, no, it, yeah I mean, right, exactly. And so, 
when your question is like, oh, you know, these people are freaking out about defund the police or, you know, these are saying blah, blah, blah. You know, who are you listening to? Are you listening to, you know, the libs online and like libs on TV or, you know, the actual data or, you know, the community organizers that are that are doing it? And so you shouldn't fall victim to uh, the fucking fear mongering by libs and conservatives. I just hear like when I hear like uh, when I hate watch Bill Maher and he says it, I assume that that's what people say or something. <laughs> yeah, Bill. Well, Bill Maher is, is a schmuck, so you know. Don't, yeah, I don't know what that's, the, that's another problem. I don't know what the point of him is since like weed is legal and not that many people go to church anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, who who is he offending with his comedy now? No, he had he was talking about Joe Biden and he said that Joe Biden has like a 56 percent approval rating. And then he wanted the audience to applaud that. And I was like, why the fuck would anyone applaud a guy's approval rating? Unless we're just like blanket rooting for Democrats. Without, yeah, like go Dems team blue. That's like one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. Like, why would we root for this group of politicians instead of being like, why don't you guys do some? We're going to get fascism unless Joe Biden does something. I could be wrong. Happened about a a fucking a minute ago. But like, do shit or we're going to get fascism. But we're like 56 fucking percent. Holy shit. This dead guy just is doing stuff yeah i mean joe joe biden sucks so it's uh i don't know man that's well when people's ideologies are based on fucking political parties this is what happens it's insane it's being insane how much did covid exacerbate uh the housing crisis like in terms of well, how what, did the numbers go up in la uh significantly or do we know that of, uh... Well, the one, one stat that will blow your mind, uh, you know, and we were last year a, a little bit over three people, three unhoused people died on the streets of Los Angeles. That was that was pre-COVID, uh, about a little bit over three people. Uh, at the beginning of 2021, uh, the first two months, we averaged a little bit over five people dying every day on the streets of Los Angeles. You said so three two, people a day or three people total? A day. Three oh. people a day. In Los Angeles, before the pandemic, we're, we're dying on the streets of Los Angeles. Uh, at, and then at the beginning of, of January and February, I haven't seen updated numbers. Five but a day. Five a day. So that, yeah, so that is one exasperation of the fucking, uh, uh, you know, pandemic. And why we were calling for them to seize the hotel. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. That's why we were, we were calling for them to seize the hotels, because... The you know how can unsheltered people shelter in place? They, it's it's like you know, and then also you're if you put them into uh, uh, shelters, you know, like like uh, temporary housing, you're still sharing space with people. You don't get your own you you don't get your own space. You still have to share share the air and stuff. So, you know, it's a it's a whole fucking mess. But also, we haven't seen the entire. Uh, uh, end result of what COVID has done to the housing crisis in Los Angeles because we have the fake. When does that hit? Fake, like, when do we yeah. figure? When does that tidal wave of fucking evictions and shit truly hit? Or is it going to be like stagnated? Well, it, it, I mean, it could it could be like that, but it's also 
you know, that's what people have been warning for in a while. Like at some point, like there's going to be these mass evictions because, you know, people cannot pay rent. And uh, there's like a, a rental lottery right now and people have found, found it hard to sign up for. And, you know, landlords actually have to opt, opt into this, uh, this, this uh, rental assistance program. So not so people can, you know, if they have back rent, they file with the city and say, you know, I have this much back rent, here are the receipts, blah, blah, blah. And then the city goes to the landlord and says, hey, like, will you accept this deal? We'll pay 80 percent and the tenant will owe you 20 percent. The landlord has the opportunity to say yes or no to that. And then if it, if it switches, I, you know, the tenant then owes, you know, 60 percent of what they of what they owe to the to the landlord. By the way, your Facebook is like a throwback for me for when people used to get into it on Facebook. Like, I don't I got rid of all of those people. And I like I went to your Facebook page for on your birthday. And yeah. and you're like, fuck, the, fuck the police. And people are like, your family is humiliated by this yeah, yeah and then yeah. people would, like then your family was like no we're good bro <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid man people are stupid bro one like you know my family uh has been supportive of my rebellious behavior my entire life so um you know used to people chal- challenging uh us on a family-wide uh basis of my behavior and so uh, people fucking stupid. People are stupid. And the fact that, you it's know. Like, who the hell has the could... balls to be like, your parents hate your fucking guts. And it's like, they they can read that this exists on here. Yeah. And like my mom thinks like the shit I do is hilarious. So uh, what are we leaving out? I don't know, man. I, uh, and by the way, it's been, we went like, this is our record for the longest you haven't been on. And it's like, no, it's been so a long time. I'll just like... have you on again. If we fucking forget shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's been much there. There's probably going to more to be coming up. Uh, re- you know, people's budget is starting again. And then also, uh, you know, George Floyd. Oh, fuck, uh, that Derek verdict should come out. Trials yeah. coming out soon. Are you hopeful uh, for that? I'm not. No, I mean, no. Yeah. No. One. What? So it's like less than 1% of uh, officers uh, that have killed pe- people in the past, like, 20 years have been charged. And then it's like half of that of have been uh, convicted. Maybe I felt optimistic about it because I, maybe I drank the media Kool-Aid of like, they're going to get this one right. But like, I saw Rodney King trending today and I was like, what happened? Yeah, no, it's uh I don't, I don't like I don't think there's any reason to be hopeful for this shit. I don't think so. Cops keep killing people uh you know what what's gonna change what's gonna change anything like what's gonna bring about change you guys keep fucking saying reform 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 the cops kill fucking three people every single day so uh there needs to be like 
a fucking immediate change or people are free to fucking respond however they want. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about it one time and they're like, when people quote unquote riot, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's a thing that happens. It's like if you lit a pot of water on a stove and got mad that it boiled. It's a thing exactly. that happens when you fuck with people long enough. It's just what happens. Just like you boil water. Yeah. And uh, the cops fucking riot all the time, bro. When right. the cops fucking start beating our ass for no right. fucking reason, when the cops show up, yo, the cops don't get to fucking show up in a neighborhood in, and occupy the neighborhood in riot gear and have their fucking guns on them. And that's an intimidation tactic by them. And then they fucking beat our ass and they arrest people. Uh, you know, they are the ones that are violent. Like always, they are always the ones that are violent. And so uh, people, it's, one, it's a one-sided thing. It's a one-sided thing. And you can't, when things are so uneven like this, you know, people are going to fucking respond however they are. Yeah, that's Richie Serjenko. Video and after show of that discussion are on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Brido, B-R-I-D-O. Believe it or not, the after show is Richie and me doing baseball predictions. The Patreon, it's true. The Patreon also has a video and a 40-minute after show of the panel you're about to hear and like 55 other panels. So you should become a premium member just like Blair Johnson did this week. Welcome, Blair. We also have World Series reviews. I posted my eighth Chicago comedy bonus project this week. This week was with Mark Geary. He produced the Lincoln Lodge since 2000, which in and of itself is incredible. You've probably heard me talk about the Lincoln Lodge. It was my favorite show in Chicago. But since we already did an episode about the Lodge, he told me some pretty incredible stories about the Red Lion open mic and the Chicago Comedy Festival for this one. It's a lot of fun. All of that is on the Patreon. Okay, now it's time for the world's greatest panel. Lizzie Cooperman is back. American treasure, Lizzie Cooperman. She's been on Craig Ferguson. She's been on Lights Out with David Spade, Crashing on HBO, Corporate on Comedy Central. She's written for The Dish. She's written for The Eric Andre Show and Not Safe with Nikki Glaser. You love Lizzie Cooperman. Danny Jollis is here from Stephen Colbert, from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, from Rami, also from Corporate. He just released a special for free on YouTube called Six Parts. I loved it. You should definitely, definitely check it out right after you listen to this. Six Parts, Danny Jollis. That's put it on your list. Rojo Perez is back. He's fucking great. From Conan. From HBO Latino, from MTV, from True TV. If you have a TV, he's somewhere on your TV. Ryan Singer is back. Comedian, paranormal researcher from me and Paranormal You. He just created an app called Crystal Eyes. Crystal, E-Y-E-S, like Crystal Eyes, but eyes. And it identifies crystals. I love Ryan, and I know I'm going to get this info wrong about crystals, so I'm going to let him plug it at the end of the episode for the crystal heads out there. Not the drug, but the rocks. Are they rocks? Are they magic? Have some... <clears throat> get the app. 
Steph Tolev is back. The pride of Ontario, Canada. From Bill Burr Presents the Ringers on Comedy Central. From Unprotected Sets on Epics. If you're not following her on Instagram, she's an insane person in a good way. And you're an insane person for not following. So we'll hear from everyone right after a brief word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Urbandale, Iowa, my beloved home state. Learn to defend yourself. Get back in shape. COVID made you way less hot. That can be fixed by black belt instructor and bona fide hunk Jared Barr. He's been on the show. If you're in the Des Moines area, stop getting your ass kicked. Go, go, Plata. The fuck out of life until it taps. Find out what that means at No Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Just walk in, tell them Brido sent you. Here are Lizzie, Danny, Rojo, Ryan, and Steph. Come on, what a group. Look at this group. Look at this I had no, I had no clue what I was walking into. What a treat. You really uh, assembled this, Mike. I want to start with uh, the Arclight Dome is closing. First, I want to ask you how you feel about it. And second, I want to know if you think that's a COVID thing or if it's like a our movie theaters closing anyway. If they can take the art like the art, art like dumb, they can take anything. Um, well, this is going to I, I might be I might be exposed here. I never once stepped foot in the arc light and 10 years of living in Los Angeles. And I do feel like everybody's, I want you to just look at the disappointment in everybody's face. (laughs) I, I feel, I feel personally responsible uh, for them closing because of that. (laughs) I think it was a slow burn of not having that Ryan singer money. And then COVID just kind of boom was the straw that broke the, uh, the, the movie uh, ushers back on that one. I, (laughs) I don't think movie theaters are done. I think people are going to be chomping at the bit to spit in each other's mouths and rub up against strangers so they can tell someone to back the fuck off or getting too close. I, I mean, just like how it used to be. Um, so I do, I do think uh, I'm in Ohio right now and I can tell you that. Um, do they have COVID are, there? They don't. They don't have COVID nah, here. Um, plenty of movie theaters though. Yeah. Plenty of movie theaters and um <laughs> There, people are actually, it's like Black Friday every evening with people trampling <laughs> each other to get into the, get into showings of, uh, they actually re-released the movie 2021, uh, or 2012, excuse me, not 2021, starring John Cusack, the natural disaster movie. All right. um, and because that movie is so popular in Ohio that, uh, uh, because it's so bad. I don't think movie theaters are going to close because I think they're going to make a, a, a staunch comeback if staunch is that a word you can use there for comeback yeah okay like hold on my stern, mom like just a texted sturdy me. Comeback. <laughs> a sturdy yeah like, <laughs> like a... a rugged comeback they're gonna make a <laughs> who is who besides me is pretty disappointed that steph and ryan have never been to arclight incredibly disappointed <laughs> disgusting well in my defense i can say that like i stopped kind of going to movies in theaters like years ago just because i became extremely frugal and like how i would spend my money and i always felt guilty if i was out enjoying myself instead of working yeah but um, you never go to the vista catch a daytime gorge easy well when i was a couple bucks come on yeah well when i was on the road i'd go you know do matinees but like also, when i was back at home i just never 
It never occurred to me. I don't I don't like your saying movie theaters are coming back when you ain't been to one in ten years. From <laughs> <laughs> movie theaters. Well, Rojo, if there's anything that I can I can like really stand firmly on is that if if uh, if something if there's something that I'm not into personally, it's going to be very successful. <laughs> so uh, that's why uh, movie theaters. I love going to the movies. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's no better way to watch. I watched uh, Finding Forrester. I was the only time I've ever been in a movie theater by myself. Is that the Connery? To, Connery? Yeah, that's you're the like man. You're ago. the man now, dog. Yeah, yeah. Punch the keys. Punch the keys. Right, and I was standing up yelling at the screen during the during the showing that's how much i got into it it was if you've never seen a movie by yourself in a theater i can't recommend it enough Does i'm glad think- i wasn't the only other one in there watching you i would have never gone to the movie together. <laughs> you were standing up screaming at the fucking thing i loved it like, that's, that's how much psychotic. i that's how much i enjoyed it that's how much i that's how much i, I was like standing up clapping and so we're saying movie theater yeah. does anybody think movie theaters are going away rojo does no, I th- I think the streamers are going to take them over. So what do you I mean? Think Netflix is Netflix oh. is going to have twenty movie theaters, and then so it's kind of oh. built into what. So if you pay twelve ninety nine, you pay fourteen ninety nine, and you can go see these movies in a movie theater. I think yeah, those are, that's like what's going to start. Like Disney Plus, I think could do movie th- a movie theater, and we'd go ape shit over it. Steph, I asked a Canadian this last week, but uh, what is the most embarrassing thing about America? One thing? Yeah. Fuck. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I have to say healthcare, if, if I were to say anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like, I got a, I, my example is I got a spider bite really badly and um, they sent me away saying it was nothing and I had to go back. Anyways, it ended up costing me like $750. And I was like, oh, I already pay for my, I don't really understand how it works to be honest, but it's fucking wild that I can just walk into any hospital in Canada and be like, I have a boo-boo. And they're like, here's medicine. And then I pay nothing. <laughs> like, I don't really know exactly how it works, but it's. I think awesome. that even if you tried to understand it in America, it still wouldn't mean that you know. I think it's whatever. But the problem is now, I don't know if you guys have saw what's happening in Ontario right now in Canada. Uh, they are on full lockdown like covid just fucking happened there are yeah. zero vaccines everyone's freaking out they have like 1800 cases a day it's fucked up so it's like well maybe you guys know something because we're all kind of vaccinated right now which is well i don't know are most people vaccinated i'm half vaxxed one I'm half vaxxed, i got yeah. one okay yeah, 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 yeah. i'm 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 full how did okay. you get that i feel like i was late and I got it early. Man, my, I think, yeah, you were real like, bro, though. I think you qualified in February. For, oh, you calling me <laughs> o- obese? Okay, I'm morbidly no, obese. I'm there's, a, there's a certain index number I think you hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. I won't lie, but I will beg. And I begged my way into a vaccine. I just called every pharmacy I could and every place I could. And I was, because I was like starting to do shows again, and I was scared. So I got it. Finally nice. found a place. Did it fuck? Did the second one fuck anybody up? Yes. Oh, it did. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I thought it was fine. I was talking to my neighbor like, yep, yeah, no problem. Just a sore arm. I went upstairs. I had like shooting pains. And I thought, okay, maybe those will go away like in my legs and stuff. Um, and then that night I was like chattering like a skeleton like, like this. 
it went on i had it for two and a half days i was sick and oh, then wow. yeah had you had um, covid if i may ask no i did not have covid um i just had a very active immune response i guess huh. so yeah it felt like kind of like a hangover yeah people have been saying it felt like a hangover I thought uh, there was a point where I was like laying on my side thinking, if I move, I'm going to throw up. And I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) And who is this man in my bed? (laughs) Then I'm just going to get fucking hammered the day before my fucking. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I was just drunk. Yeah, it was intense. But don't take, I heard, don't take Tylenol before the shot because it will dampen your immune response to it you want to have a reaction which one did you get lizzie that you had the bad reaction from well let's just say i got the cadillac of vaccines which is which one (laughs) oh i have pfizer okay good it's the cadillac i'm gonna start saying that like this too i'm gonna put my hand over my mouth what's the uh, moderna then would the moderna be like the uh the chrysler 300 it's a hyundai it's a Hyundai? It's okay. a steady Hyundai. It'll get you there, but it's going to be bumpy. Danny, which one did you get? <laughs> Pfizer. Pfizer? The Cadillac. Great time. The, the I got Moderna. Now I'm scared. I didn't realize. <laughs> no one got Johnson & Johnson. What Does happened? Doesn't Moderna give like a... I keep thinking of like a modern art because it's like a splotch on your arm, right? Like an abstract rash. No. Did you get a rash? I have nothing, no. Okay. Someone said oh. you get donuts, and I was like, I oh, for sure didn't get a donut. That, that pissed me off. I was like, well, <laughs> if I get a donut, I'm going to get that shot. I mean, no, you do. You can get a free donut at, uh, it's like. Krispy Kreme? That's what I heard. Place. Yeah, Krispy Kreme. What the heck? You just show your. Just show your you got to show your vaccine. Like you have to go sad. get it. Like They're not going to send discount. it to you. Well, now, oh. look, now who's the Cadillac of vaccines, huh? <laughs> Getting a free donut. So. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm in Ohio, bad. so you just do donuts in the parking lot after you get yeah. your vaccine <laughs> in your Camaro. The um, I haven't done a donut in so long; it makes me want to go try to do one. Man, I just moved it's from to a, snow here. I had on a Wednesday. Bit, like a, so, I know. had like a crisscross intersection in Silver Lake that I used to that I just moved from, and it became like the do- the car donut capital of Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened, but during COVID, people were like, I'm going to fucking do some donuts <laughs> and tell everyone that this is where you go do this shit. I mean, donuts look so ridiculous and like just it's I mean, you know, growing up around like a lot of, you know, like farm people and like, you know, hillbillies, some people might say it's like they look so cr- stupid until you're in one, you're doing it. And then when you're like in the car for a donut, you're like, I get it. This is, this is rad. This is fun. I'm from a donut Uh, state for sure. Yeah. It's donuts are fun. Donuts are so fun. Uh, Danny, what is your favorite dumb conspiracy theory? It doesn't have to be one that you personally believe in, but you're like, I like it that that exists in the world. This dumb conspiracy theory. So I've been, I've been yelling about this on stage. This is like a, a new thing I've been yelling about. Because I don't like these new conspiracy theories. I think us old conspiracy theorists were doing it right. And these new conspiracy <laughs> theorists are ruining our good name. Uh, I mean, let's just start with the dumbest one is Q. This is one of the stupidest, stupidest conspiracy theories of all time. It's an absolute waste of time. It is one of the most upsetting, ruining 
the good name that us old school conspiracy theorists built up with our intelligent conspiracy theories. Aliens are real. Bigfoot isn't. This is how it used to be done. <laughs> and they're ruining it with this Q thing. The Q thing is so stupid. One that's a little bit more fun. I think the Avril Lavigne one will always be my favorite What's conspiracy that? theory. I'm yeah. assuming someone else here knows what I'm talking about. The one that she died and they have another. Yes. Like a, a Avril Lavigne was murdered by her best friend and replaced by her. What? So the person who says they're Avril Lavigne is Avril Lavigne's best friend, who is also her like stand-in. It's a good one. Around what song? Like pre or post Skater Boy? <laughs> post everything. You know how Avril Lavigne disappeared? Yeah, like, truly it happens to a lot of of the planet. Yeah. So that's that's the idea. The idea is basically she went away, and then she's never photographed or seen really since she went away now this is probably because she just was like made a shit ton of money was like i don't feel like dealing with all this but the other conspiracy is that around that time she was murdered by her best friend and replaced by her best friend did she have Lyme yeah, disease she got- yeah she and it's a long story i know way too much about Lyme from going through it so but she yeah she was sick and she couldn't get out of bed for like a year uh-huh and then there were, but the replacement didn't. The replacement was alive and well, <laughs> thriving. Some might say. Rojo, do you have any good uh, fake conspiracy theories or uh, dumb I, ones? I'm not a, I, no, I'm not a conspiracy guy. They weird me out. I'm not. Uh, I think I'll get sucked into them. So I just stay. I treat it like the devil. Like I don't even play around with it. <laughs> did you see? Did anybody see the QAnon documentary? Yep. No, I haven't watched it yet. It's it's someone close it, to me got pretty sucked into them, so I just don't even want to like look at it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, ugh, it, it repulses. Me. Let me ask you this, Danny. Did you walk away from it feeling like I'm pretty sure I know who Q is? Hundred percent. It's very clear at the end who Q is. Yeah. Um, it's Hubert. It's what? And it. It's Qbert. It's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> The whole time it's just I mean, been Cubert. But yeah, it's that kid. I mean, it's all very clear. It's just, it's upsetting to watch. Like, it's upsetting to watch. Because again, like what Ryan said, which is like, people really have like lost their lives to this mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. And it is the dumbest of all the conspiracy theories I've ever seen. Potentially ever. Well, I just started watching the Liramini's a little late uh, whole thing on Scientology. <laughs> um, but I had to stop because I live very close to it and it, Fucking freaks the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Which one? The blue one or the UCB one? The blue one. Mm. And they, I see them every morning when I walk my dog and they all look at me and I'm like, don't I cover my dog's eyes. I'm like, don't look at us. I'm, I'm, I'm very weird with them too, but it's like very creepy. They live like at the end of my street in this huge building and they all come out in dead silent and walk into this fucking van every morning. It's weird as shit. You ever read Going Clear? I did. That's fucked. That's so fucked. Yeah. That's the most insane thing I've ever fucking seen. And now it's like, now I'm watching this. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, is that conspiracy? Is that is Scientology considered conspiracy? Like, what is that? Well, the the main guy, <laughs> his wife is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the I would say Scientology is not a conspiracy. The stuff about like them imprisoning people and stuff like that stuff because it's not confirmed. I guess you would call it conspiracy. But 
you know, and Rojo, I hope you hear this next part. A lot of conspiracies end up being true. <laughs> so, you know, there's some real beauty to following a conspiracy. I, dude, I went, when I was in college in Florida, I went to like, in Clearwater, there's a big uh, Scientology. It's like the service. one. <clears throat> yeah. And I like, there were, I was in college and there were, I, I was going to school like 30 minutes away and two girls were walking around campus one day. And they're trying to get people to fill out this form. And I thought it was like a class project. So I was like, oh, I'll help these girls out. And I fill out the form. And every day for the next week, I got a call being like, hey, we have your results, but you got to come to Clearwater to pick them up. Every day they called, finally, like day four or five. I'm like, man, I got some time. Let's go to Clearwater, see what this is about. I'm still so like, maybe the girls will be there. They were cute. Maybe those two girls will be at this place in Clearwater. Dude, I get there and they, you, like, you're walking around and somebody's giving you, like, everybody who's somebody in the church and where they started and you're doing that. And then they give you a test. Personality and, test. Like, Did you know what yeah, Scientology I, was at all? No? I swear that that's my first ever, like, hearing of it, honestly. They could have got um, you, man. Dude, I, I was in because you fill it out and then they're like, they're giving you the results and they're like, you see this point is where normal people are. And then you see that cloud way on the bottom. That's where you are. That's how sad you are. But if you hang out with us, we can get you at least back level headed. Did you take and that was like the whole pitch. The what? The e-meter thing. I want, I did a tour there and they gave me these like, they're like, now we're going to give you an e-meter test. And it was like two old soup cans. That <laughs> <laughs> Woman was like, it usually works. For some reason, it's broken. They were using VCRs. Like, they're, they're just so wow. outdated. Mm-hmm. Too. They, yeah, they would not be good on cribs because they need a <laughs> But did you go into the celebrity center? I went to the one on Franklin and that's the celebrity center. Oh, yeah. 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 And that one was lame. There was like a restaurant where it literally looks like people were like frozen, like mannequins. They're like, and this is the Rose cafe. And it was like, is that person alive? Like, it would be like someone like, like it just, everything was like North Korea. (laughs) It, It did kind of have that feeling and like everything. Yeah, she was like, okay, so here's our intro video. And she really did use a VCR that she was like, had to like bang it for it to start. <laughs> Everything was just like falling apart when I went. Yeah, and the wow. woman was like, I called her Pam the bumbling Scientologist because she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> not her day, you know? And I kind of went in there for like something I was writing, I was doing research. And uh, yeah, she did not. Needless to say, she did not win me over. Singer, I feel like I would be missing out on a great opportunity to ask you your favorite conspiracy theory. Ooh. I mean, yeah, because like Danny, I like I was really I was into conspiracies. I was pretty deep in like 15 years ago. One of my favorites would have to be I mean, well, it's it's the all time classic. It's the reptilians and the, you know, uh, it's the reptilians and the Illuminati and pollution or pollution population control that ties into like the Georgia Guidestones, which I went and visited once. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's interesting, I guess, but it's what are Georgia Guidestones? The Georgia Guidestones are these, it's like this, like large stone 
like tablet that's like erected in the middle of nowhere. It's just outside of Atlanta. If you're in Atlanta, you can get there in like 40 minutes. And it has like the tenets of what, uh, you know, needs to be done in the world, right? And, and one of them is like, keep the world's population under five, or I can't remember the exact number, but it's a low number where people are like, uh, the Illuminati are trying to do population control. You know, that's why they're putting fluoride in the water and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, vaccines are going to kill people. You know, it all ties in. But like the population of the world has done nothing but exponentially increase like in the last 20, 30, ever since population began. So it's like, to me, it's like, well, the Illuminati sucks at their job. Tell right? COVID, that baby. Like, Tell COVID. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, that's probably the my favorite one is the uh, queen mother, the reptilians drinking the blood of, uh, or the black goo. Reptilians need like something called black goo. It's like negative energy. It's That's what the scientific term. Of. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you yeah, and so. you and you were you bought this when you were when you were into it. Uh, I didn't buy it, but I was I was open to it, right? As far as like, because I've been, you know, aliens. We all know aliens are real, but so it's like, well, why can't there be bad aliens? If there's good aliens, maybe, and you know, it makes sense. It's like follow the money. That's the one phrase that, like, mm -hmm. follow the you money, know, the, follow the, the Federal Reserve is there's nothing federal about it. Like, see, there's some of like the catch key catchphrases, like from the you know the greatest hits of conspiracy theories. The Fed is a privately owned bank. Why is it called the Fed? You know, like it is. You know, Hitler put fluoride in the water in Germany. You know, why do we? You know, so there is there are questions and you know uh it's 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 a rabbit <laughs> hole at the bottom of every conspiracy there is someone trying to sell you a bunker most of the time right <laughs> or like meal replacement plans uh you know those kinds of things but uh there is you know there's there's credence to a lot you know to some of the stuff but Have bunker but sales gone up Lately? Oh, I'm sure they have. I have to imagine. I have to imagine they have. I. But here's the like the but most the disturbing dooms, part. The doomsday preppers wanted to go outside, though. It's like you've been prepping for doomsday. Yeah. And now you want to go to the mall. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> but like the most disturbing part about conspiracies, like the more I learned about it, is like how they all kind of. And this is supposed to be a comedy show, not like a dark, sad thing. But it goes back. A lot of them point back to like. The, this document that's called the the protocols of the learned elders of zion which is a bullshit document that was made and henry ford helped uh populate it and that's why he was mentioned in like the acknowledgments in the first edition of mein kampf is like hey by the way henry ford's a great friend of mine hitler um, loved henry ford that is yeah true. he did and and like it's all bullshit made up propaganda and so many conspiracy theories nowadays are based on that like the one world order, Jewish people are controlling the banks and the money, blah, 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 blah. It all comes back to the protocols, which is a I, bullshit made up document. I would pay to see you going to like meet your girlfriend's parents for the first time and just dropping all of this at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody have a plug that they want to, that they want to plug? Well, can I plug? Um, yeah. When does this air? Friday. Okay, yeah. So then there'll be a couple days left of my uh, the uh, I'm releasing a a photo identification app for crystals, and it comes out mm -hmm. I think sometime next month in May, and it's called Crystal Eyes, Crystal E Y E S, um, and it's 
It's also showcasing uh, retailers, creators, artists, vendors, and organizations who are trying to prioritize ethically sourced crystals and sustainability. And uh, we have got just a couple days left of the Kickstarter uh, that is already 100% funded, but there's deep discounts and some great deals of their sustainable swag, hemp hoodies, things like that. So sign up on the Kickstarter, crystallize.app backslash Kickstarter, or just go to crystallize.app and you can... Uh, you can sign up and back the uh, campaign. Uh, we're really excited for the app. We've been working on it for almost two years now. Would so, you? You're me saying three cousins of mine, and you've been saying in your press that you are the Jerry Lewis of crystals. We've been saying we're the Jerry Lewis of crystals, and I am going to do a telethon uh, uh, the day before it ends. And uh, we're going to have lots of kittens and dogs and all kinds of. We'll be answering the phones live uh, for pledges. Danny, uh, you want to plug your special? I have two plugs. Yes. Uh, first off, if you're, if uh, if anybody listening to this can go uh, for free, I put out a special on YouTube. It's called Six Parts. I'm very proud of it. Gave it away. So if you can go and watch it, it means the world to me. The second thing, I say this on every podcast, uh, but uh, stand-up comedy is like hockey. Uh, it is very fun to watch on TV, but it is just a different experience live. If anybody's listening to this who hasn't seen live comedy. And just watch the specials. You aren't experiencing it for real. Please go see live stand-up comedy. Don't worry about seeing me or anybody here. Just go see live stand-up comedy. You'll have the time of your life. Uh-huh. And comedy is also best uh, in sudden death overtime in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Lizzie, Danny, Rojo, Ryan, and Steph. Honestly, their after show is when things really get cooking. If you want that after show, we also talk way too long about a magician named Amazing Randy. But it's good. Go to patreon.com slash brido, B-R-I-D-O. Give everybody that you heard a follow on social media. I promise you they want you to follow them. That's the show. Thank you for listening. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Like, yeah! <laughs>